0: Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. The word translated resurrection throughout the New Testament is a compound Greek word, "anatasis." I believe that is, that is pronounced correctly, the way that I said that. So, the word anna, I was supposed to be a joke. The word anna means to repeat something or do it again. The word stasis is a Greek word that simply means to stand. When you compound the two words, the new word means to stand again, to stand upright, or to be raised from the dead. We're talking about the the word uh, Greek word for resurrection. This is the very meaning of the resurrection as Jesus used in John eleven twenty five when he said, "I am the resurrection and the life." And Jesus said unto her, "I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live." In this particular case, in John eleven, Jesus was speaking about a physical resurrection. But Jesus' resurrection power is not limited to just the physical realm. Jesus is anatasis. That means if you have been knocked down in life, if your emotions have been crushed, if your finances have been negatively impacted, if you're down in any area of your life, the resurrection power of Jesus can cause you to stand up again. Hallelujah. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection in life. The word resurrection is a Greek word and it's the equivalent of saying, I am stand again power. If you've been knocked flat, even if you're dead, I have the power to put you on your feet again. I am the power who causes people to stand up again. I am the power who raises you back to life. Praise the Lord. So that is the meaning of the resurrection. So we're going to go through and look at the when resurrection uh, happen what it's uh, what's necessary about understanding it, and um, first of all, without faith in the resurrection, there can be no salvation, because Romans 10:9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So that's part of salvation: believing that He was raised from the dead, and then confessing Him as Lord. Uh, Romans 4.25 says, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And so justification is talking about righteousness. It's, uh, we, we sometimes say it this way, just as if I've never sinned. And so when he was raised from the dead, then that was, that was the signal that we were justified. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 19 through 20 says that he's our first fruits. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable, but now in Christ, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. So there's our hope that uh, Him being raised, our first fruits, glory to God, we will be raised with Him also. Old Testament resurrections, where uh, when these were cited. In uh, 1 Corinthians 17 through 22, um, we have a woman's son that was raised up from the dead by the prophet Elijah. And in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 4, 32 through 35, we have a woman's son that was raised up by the prophet Elisha. And 2 Kings 13, 20 through 21, uh, the Moabites had put a dead man in a a sepulchre of Elisha, and when he touched the bones of Elisha, he came back to life. That's pretty awesome. I'm sure that they were running that day when they seen him come back out of the the tombs. Hebrews 11.35 tells us women received their dead, raised to life again. So we have all kinds of accounts of, of in the Old Testament of uh, people being raised up from the dead. Um, in Jesus' uh, ministry, we have the accounts of Luke 7, 11 through 15. Jesus raised a, a dead, a young man of a widow woman. And Luke 8, Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. And then John 11, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. So there again, we see some resurrection power being done. Um, in Matthew 27, we see on the resurrection day, uh, there is record in, in Matthew 27:52 52, that the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose that day. So when Jesus arose from the dead, there is, there is record of, of Old Testament saints all of a sudden coming out of their graves. And um, so it'd be interesting to know more about that and to understand what happened that day. So, but there were people who had died uh, early on and were walking around Jerusalem that day. Uh, the one thing that they all have in common though, The Old Testament and New Testaments that were raised from the dead, they died again. And we have one who rose from the dead and he still liveth. Amen? Jesus. Um, Going through, we see the witness of the resurrections. And um, here it was what validated Jesus' resurrection of the people who witnessed this. Uh, We have ten different times... uh, different individuals and groups. Uh, We have one, we said Mary Magdalene, uh, she witnessed him. He appeared to other women in Matthew 28, Luke 23. Uh, He appeared to Peter. He appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus. He appeared to 10 of the disciples all at once. He appeared to 11 disciples uh, eight days later. He appeared to seven disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. On one occasion, Jesus appeared to 500 people. They all saw him. In fact, when Peter wrote about that, he said many of them were still alive and could still testify about at the time of his writing. And then he appeared to James, the Lord's brother. And at the moment of his ascension, he appeared to the 11 apostles. So there was many witnesses to his resurrection. The Bible. This is interesting. I guess I wasn't. Uh, it was sort of new to me about there's three resurrections. Uh, I was aware of two, but I didn't know the third. The one was called a third resurrection. Um, in John five twenty eight through twenty nine, marvel it says, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So here he's talking about two, two resurrection, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of damnation. Um, the resurrection of life is spoken of in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21. For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able, even unto subdue all things unto himself. So, saying that there will be a day where you and I will be uh, changed into a glorious body, we'll receive that, and that it will be like his. Well, we, we have a little inkling about what his was like. We know that he could walk through walls, and we know that he ate. So that's good news. So we know that we're still going to get to eat. Praise the Lord. And uh, so we know that the body is is is, um, is immortal. We know that that the body is in a glorified state, and that um, we know that ours will be like that at one at some time. First Thessalonians four fourteen through seventeen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which slept in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto Him unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with him. And so here's our hope that we have. And it says, it talks about those who went went on as being asleep. Well, we know that it's not speaking of their spirits. They're alive and they're in heaven with God, but it's talking about their bodies. Their bodies are asleep. And that their bodies will be will be brought back, and, to their spirits, and then talking about us, we which are alive, glory to God. We will rise. We will rise with Him. The second re- then, let's see. Wait a minute. Uh, the second resurre- resurrection so we're talking about in chronological order, it's going to be at the end of the tribulation. So if we go to Revelation 20, 4 through 6, he says, I saw thrones, and I saw thrones, and, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witnesses of Jesus and for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his images, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such a second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign with them a thousand years. So those martyrs that come, that come through the tribulation uh, there is going to be a reuniting with them and they're going to be resurrected and they're going to receive their glorified bodies. And then it talks about those others which we'll see here in a minute the third resurrection what they're calling is going to be at the end of the millennium. And um, we were talking earlier about that and that just sort of really um, is mind-boggling how that you're going to have people in the millennium who are going to still deny Christ. Yeah, that's just just mind-boggling because one, the devil is going to be, he's going to be bound in that time frame, secondly, Jesus is going to be right there before them. I mean, they're going to be able to see him. We, still, we don't see him, but we believe on him. But the, during the millennium, they're going to have the opportunity to see him. And so, But there's still going to be some that are going to reject him. And, then at, and it's going to be, we'll see here in Revelations 20, that at the end of that time, that there's going to be the great white throne judgment. And that's Revelations 20, 11 through 15. It says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. And the seas gave up the dead which were in it, And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And there were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So this is um, the great white throne judgment, which Christians will not be standing in that. Uh, Because they are going to be judged according to the works. And so this will be, and it says the sea gave up the dead. Hell gave up the dead. Death gave up the dead. And then when they were judged, they were all, then everyone was thrown into what is going to be called a sea of lake of fire. And that will be the second death that they will experience. And so the resurrection... uh, I guess what I'm uh, taking from this is that when they're brought out, I guess their bodies are reuniting uh, with them. Because when it's saying they come out of the seas, because we know that now, if a person dies right now, they go to hell if without Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, you have the story of Lazarus and the rich man. And, you know, and how that they go down there and tormented. But it makes it sound to me, and this is what uh, Rick Renner was talking about, being the third resurrection. And so I can't really say for sure, but it seems seems to that there may be the uh, resurrection of them coming back and being standing before him. And I'm not, I can't say for sure. I don't know if, whether their bodies are they're receiving their bodies back or not. I don't know uh, about that case. But uh, anyways. Those are the resurrections that are spoken of, and you know the the one that we are interested in is the first one that we're going in the first load and so what's that people get saved after the second resurrection before yeah, they will they'll have to yeah they'll have to believe. The second one is after the tribulation. Right. So after the up until the, of the people can get saved in that period of time? Yeah, they'll have to. Yeah, they'll have to believe the earth. That's the way I understand it. And that we'll be and we'll be here for that. We'll be ruling and reigning with him on the earth. We'll be, from my understanding, we'll be back here. And we're going to be with him and ruling here with him. After the, after the tribulation. After. Yeah. After our meal. Our banquet. And then when we stand, because we'll be judged, but our judge is a judgment, which I think she's going to talk some about that, judgment and reward that will be so reward for following Christ anybody else anything to add to it I don't you know well those are the three resurrections Uh, I'm going to